0: Hi, hi, hello. Hey, my name's Rob. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, We're here again. It's a new week. It's Monday. Some things don't change, though. It's 23 minutes past 11 at night. Feels a bit late, but being honest with you, I've been going to sleep late, and I can't quite put my finger on it. And I would really like to be... I'd love to be asleep now and waking up at seven, maybe going for a bit of a walk, possibly a run, just to kind of set my day up nicely, or maybe even sit outside and read. Um, But that just ain't happening. Um, Instead, I I sat downstairs for about five minutes before, eating cold pasta. Pasta was amazing, though, to be fair. it was like some, I bought you know, is it Nando's Lemon and Herb? It's the one that basically isn't the spicy one anyway um, you can buy that in the co-op in like this sort of I guess the idea is that you put a chicken in, you put a chicken or some chicken in a bag with the with the seasoning and um, roast it what I did was I feel a bit guilty because um I don't really have any plans for the bag. I think I might use it in my bin to line my bin that might be a good way to use the bag because I feel guilty now because I discarded the bag um on the side of the kitchen uh just anywhere really and through through the through the seasoning and with some like just you know mint beef mince pasta that I made. Um had it with some uh what's it parmesan amazing really really good um and yeah I let that cool down before putting it in the uh in the fridge but before I put it in the fridge I had a little bit more sneakily um and yeah not sh- quite sure why I'm actually telling you that but whatever um we're flying by the seat of our pants oh that's what it is Yeah, instead of, like, you know, doing the podcast or maybe, maybe you know, getting some well-earned shut-eye, I um, just eat an awful lot at the moment. Um, So I'd like to arrest that by the end of this week. That's a little plan for this week. That'd be good. Um, Yeah. Sorry. I had a... Slight shocker there. I just pressed stop recording by accident. Um, just as I was about to erupt into, you know, some real podcast gold, shall we say? Um, but yeah, the, um, it's Monday. It feels very Monday today. Um, it's been, uh, kind of a whirlwind few weeks, I would guess. Um, maybe just in general because, uh, I've had a lot of family around and I've, I've given, you know, I've dedicated a lot of minutes of the podcast to them so far. So I've kind of, you know, forget them, but that felt busy, shall we say. And, um, and then kind of the Euros was on and I was watching like all of, well, as many of the games as I could. Um, I was trying to catch, I was catching like one a day at least, um, which I recognise actually isn't probably not quite as much as what a lot of people were watching, but you know it was I was doing my bit, um, and uh, then kind of magically out of nowhere, England, uh, the much, the much maligned England, um, decided that they 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 were to go on the charge to the final. Um, And the final was yesterday, Sunday night. Um, And weird, like, you know, everything quite quickly came to a head. Um, The otherwise uninterested suddenly became uh, really rather invested, um, you know, via all their social media channels. Um, I'm not naming names, but they know who they are. And I can't be arsed with it. <laughs> Though, here's the thing, right? I hate it when people who... Um, I think I've even said this on the podcast previously, but I hate it when like locals of certain um, ale houses and pubs Complain about like New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve or yeah, just the holiday period, I guess in general. i call called it a holiday period, like I'm an American newscaster. Christmas, we'll say. Um, but yeah, they um, they complain about like you know what's it part timers or whatever, whatever word they have for them. And the reason I get upset by that is because I'm one of the part-timers. I do my fair share of drinking. I just don't necessarily... Like, why the hell would I ever go to a pub in the summer? I don't know. There's something a bit off with being in a pub in the summer for me. Beer garden, I can understand, but um, there's not really any desirable beer gardens near me. Um, And... Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, I don't have to explain myself. So I suppose if I am loyal to that sentiment um, of, you know, disliking the, the scorn, uh, por- porn, 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 is porn a thing? Porn isn't, well, we know what porn is all too well, quite frankly, but um, no, scorn poured over people like me. Can't believe I just weirdly you know, failed at saying that properly. Um, God, I must watch. I, I think I do watch too much porn, if we're being honest. Um, I'm a little disappointed that I just shared that on the podcast, but, you know, we are where we are at this stage. And, um, you know, what is it? Is it 69? It's not 69 episodes, surely not. Maybe we'll say 68. Um, I, I can't, I don't have a way to check it. If it is episode 69, I feel bad. Because it should be, you know, should be exciting, shouldn't it? I should have really done something proper for it. Um, so, if it is episode sixty nine, please do accept my apologies. I'll do something special fairly soon. I have some plans, um, and we'll leave it at that because they may not happen. Um, I don't like to, you know, say things on behalf of other people. Um, yeah. So if I if I don't like. People for being, you know, annoying, uh, you know, being kind of pathetic, petty about um, part time drinkers turning up over the holiday period. I can't be kind of equally, um, kind of uh, like, I I can't, I don't have any moral high ground. I can't be on a high horse when someone, um, when basically casual football fans start being casual football fans when england start doing well i think it's you know it's fine it's fine okay it's absolutely fine you can do that um and i guess maybe the way that the best way to kind of consider it is the fact that like if we're all being honest international football and it, but basically, isn't really real football. It's, it's like, um, it's almost like the difference between pre-drinks and being out. Club football and international football are two separate things entirely. Um, you know, one. You know, feels very borderline amateur. In a way, you know, it's essentially just a group of lads who don't actually know each other that well, um, just sort of feeling their way in the dark, trying to to do the things that they that they do naturally um, with essentially a group of strangers, or uh, at the very least, kind of acquaintances. Whereas, you know club football is this year long uh, absolutely ruthless um you know uh, slog basically w- where brotherhood is created and and um uh, and they just you know go to the well continuously until until they until they're dead or victorious and it's You know, it's, it's, it's harrowing, frankly, to be involved with, um, and international football kind of just feels, it almost feels like nothing's riding on it because ultimately they, you know, they will all disband and return to their, to their, to their real teams, um, their real alliances, um. Not alliances, they're to, you know, to the place where their real allegiance lies, shall we say. Um, and yeah, the f- ball's all kind of stodgy, not really real. Um, it's essentially just, yeah, individual players trying their very best. And like, I maybe an example is someone like Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba is a very, very talented footballer he's kind of a little bit found out in the premier league because the premier league is a very organized frankly brutal league whereby um i guess it's kind of quite cynical as well to a certain extent where like basically there is no room for kind of expression I, I, maybe there is and i think perhaps there is but I don't know, he's he's kind of, he, he likes to play the game at his own pace and the Premier League does not really work like that unless you are truly, truly mm. exceptional or your team is built in such a way that you dictate the pace. Um, but, you know, this isn't really a football podcast, so we won't go too deeply into that. But, yeah, Pogba's not really the man in the Premier League, but in in the Euros, good God. I mean, some of the things he was doing was tr- seriously, seriously impressive. Um, and I, I'm not really his biggest fan. Um, but fair enough, he he is clearly a talented football player. Um, and it kind of, yeah, to be honest, the best way I can describe it is... Um, The difference between club football and international football is a bit like playing for your school and playing for your club team Um, With the school being like the international football and the club team being like standard club football You know, with club football, you train weekly, maybe even more, more than once a week And you play weekly So you're at least playing football with a group of lads or ladies um twice a week for a season and you know at some stage you're going to develop some sort of you know team um and at school uh, admittedly what's kind of interesting is like you have your friendship groups and you do know your your year group really quite well but you're not really dedicated to any one um sport well certainly we weren't um you know you just you the sports have quite short seasons i guess in over the school year so you play a bit of football a bit of rugby a bit of maybe cricket um then there'd be like athletic season in the summer and then there'd be i guess like other bits and pieces around but nothing ever really seemed to fully stick um i guess there was a bit of a seriousness around rugby but Less so on football. And um, yeah, what would happen is you just had these kind of hodgepodge teams of, you know, basically just lads from all kinds of different, uh, you know, clubs from around the place. And yeah, it on paper, they are the best players, but it never, whenever I watch, it never quite seemed to really gel properly and the and the 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 school teams that were really good they were the ones where they basically had a school team that was pretty much made up of one club side and they maybe played like 10 players from one club side and they had a goalkeeper from somewhere else um and it all worked out quite well what was even more mad is um i think the 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 teams that really like uh, you know uh, typified this sort of the, the silliness the the slapdash nature of kind of international football on a school football level was kind of the teams that i found myself in um, and we're talking like you know castle russian high school year 11 c team um <laughs> where you know You would turn up, and there'd be lads, you know, kind of essentially wearing pretty much like a crop top, um, you know, showing kind of a pale underbelly of, uh, um, of, of of just you know cheese pie, I guess, created via cheese pie. They would they would they'd be showing it because essentially. By the time you're, you know, it was basically just the C team had the, you know, what was left of the shirts available after the A and B team. So, you know, I would often end up in like a some kind of XL thing, um, but, it, but it was because it was like the number 17 or something and it was kind of a decent number. Um, yeah, and there'd always be a lad, like I say, who was just massive and he was left with a you know, a shirt frankly too small. And it and his porch would would um would quite beautifully sort of bloom from from the bottom of it, from the hem of it. Um and yeah, you'd end up with like I'm pretty sure one time I played with like cardboards, cardboard folded underneath my socks that sort of drooped down without any real um, you know, shin pad in them you know you could you, one could say it was kind of Jack Grealish-esque um except for the fact that you know my footballing ability even my style of play so you know there's one thing to to not have the ability of a Jack Grealish but to not even have the flair or even the imagination of someone like Jack Grealish is quite sad um one thing I will remember, and I'll take to the grave, one of my good friends, um, who said this to me as a as a genuine compliment, which is I think remarkable, was that he once he once described me, uh, he once described my footballing ability, um, of uh, as that of Mark Albrighton. He said that I reminded him of Mark Albrighton. Um, bear in mind. That was when he played for Aston Villa, I believe, and he hadn't won the Premier League. Um, So he was a... nondescript winger, basically, I think is the best way to describe him. Um, And yeah, someone complimented me and said that I reminded them of him. Um, And to be honest, I've never forgotten it. It hurt. It hurt. I, I would say I think it hurt, um, and yeah, so I'd be running around in my sort of low socks, cardboard, cardboard shin pads, um, XL shirt, number seventeen. I had a couple of great moments, but outside of that, I mean, the f- the football we played, C team level, was dreadful. You know, um, it was basically. Every one, every man for himself. You know, if you get the ball, go for glory. Run, run with it if you can. Try and sc- try and score. There was absolutely no such thing as passing. Occasionally there was, but the, no combinations, no real formation. Um, you know, n- not even a run down the line. Try and get it in the box and see who's in there, because frankly, no one's no one's going to be getting in the box for you. It was, oh, it was rough. To be part of and it had about the same degree of kind of um you know it's, uh, yeah slack-jawed um silliness as international football does it, it is ridiculous it is a rainbow toy car driving the um driving the football into the center circle silly like it's none of it quite makes sense um, it's a bit of a it's a festival, and um you know the, I think in some cases the players would rather be on holiday and others they kind of are on holiday <laughs> um, and it's it yeah, it's all very weird um, and it's it's now over um. And I'm feeling somewhat melancholic about it because um, England didn't win. They lost on penalties, which feels like the worst possible way for them to lose at this stage, because I I really don't think we need that narrative to continue at this point. Um, I don't think it helps anyone. Um, And I think it'd be best if it's never mentioned again, basically. but I can't imagine that's going to be the case. But basically I guess what I want to mention is that like I I got into football at age 6 I think it was. 5. No, I would have been 5. The first the first game I ever saw, the first game I ever remember was England versus Germany and I think it was 5-1. And I might have even said this on a previous podcast. Um uh, all the goal scorers played for Liverpool. Great, um, and I, I, yeah, loved England. I remember. Um, I think it was was it two thousand and two or two thousand yeah two thousand and two World Cup, South Korea, Japan. I was six years old. Um, we watched the Brazil game in the um, in the gym slash the PE hall, and I'm fairly sure I had like a. You know a saint george's flag sprayed into my hair um at that stage and you know i loved it i absolutely loved it i remember feeling you know brutally heartbroken when england lost to brazil and which by the way was a perfectly reasonable thing to do because that brazil side was spectacular um and yeah i you know I, i loved england uh Euro two thousand and four was a great time. Watching Rooney play was fantastic. Um, the World Cup two thousand and six that was a big one. Um, I think that I want to say that was one of the times, one of the last times I really, really cared about international football. And then, slowly but surely, as I kind of carried on through life, went to secondary school and so on and so forth. I just was lost to club football, the, the sort of the ruthlessness of it, the, the, the relentless games, week after week after week, drama all the time. Um, and I suppose a single identity to get behind, um, generally a kind of fairly stable group of players, a stable manager, at least a city, you know, a, a stable city um, that, that that sort of lends its identity to the club and vice versa. Um, and, yeah, the tribalism that just intensified over years. Um, you know, 2005 Champions League for Liverpool winning it was, yeah. I remember crying that night and I would have been, yeah, like 11 10 11 years old uh it's yeah it'd have been 10 it doesn't make sense like in one way it's it's really quite sad that at that age i was lost you know i I, you know crying over the football at that age the battle was lost um i was lost to this notion of the 22 um individuals trying to put the ball in you know opposite rectangle shapes it's it's silly um and yeah as 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 my liverpool kind of fandom grew and grew and um you know obviously kind of came to a head i guess when when liverpool finally won the premier league uh two seasons ago now um yeah, England just took a back seat and and probably got to a stage where uh, I borderline didn't like them or at least wasn't interested because the players weren't Liverpool players; they were, you know, rival players. Um, and yeah, there were some Liverpool players in there, and and you you do back them, but it's confusing at the very least, and. You know, they're not wearing the... You know, I guess there's a slight difference as well because I'm not strictly English. I'm I'm Manx, I'm from the Isle of Man. Uh, admittedly, like, you know, my mum is English and I have English heritage. You know, if I was a talented footballer, if I was as good as Jack Grealish, I would definitely be playing. You know, I'd be playing for England. There wouldn't be much room for maneuver there i haven't got any kind of irish diddle in there or maybe i would but I, i'm not sure as far as i'm aware i don't um i could play for canada but i don't know maybe i still could to be honest uh, although that's that's deeply arrogant and i'm really not that good um although you never know um possibly fullback not the one that Alfonso Davis plays the other side. I'll play right back for them. Anyway, um, I guess the crux of it is that just frankly, I, I had no interest in supporting England. I have not had much interest in supporting England for years. Um, I've been watching them, but for me, the international tournaments just became kind of a you know an enjoy a bit of a festival of football. You just watch whatever games you can. You know, watch the semis, the final. It almost doesn't matter who's in it. Um, basically, pick a team based on the vibes. You know, who's got the coolest haircut, who plays the coolest football, that type of thing. Wasn't really that deep. Um, but what I will say. So on on Sunday before I went to watch the football, I was I went out, did some reading. First time in a while, first time in a long while, I read a book um then I did some writing and I was basically musing about this kind of this notion of like you know the, the I guess almost the strange sensations I've been having about the football and specifically England I guess and um when it comes down to it like it's not about a national identity I don't care like you know if i can be if i can be completely honest with you and i'm going to be hypocritical here you know the casuals who are upset by it i don't care like they're not that interested in the football it's just been a bit of a laugh hasn't it it's been an excuse to go out and fair play that's nice that's nice enough but there'll be other excuses to go out so they needn't really worry about it so i'm not worried about it either um and um i sort of forgot what i was saying but uh yeah it it it's kind of not really anything to do with the football i guess is ultimately what my point was going to be in the sense that i yeah i'm i i, I I'm not really a big fan of the fans, if I'm being honest. Like, a lot of the way that they've conducted themselves is quite poor. Booing of taking the knee is just a bit sort of gross. Um, whether or not you agree with like political aspects of it, I don't think they're taking a political position. I think they're just saying that racism is a bad thing. And that any kind of, yeah, I just don't think there's a real deep political message there. I think it is just a case of racism's bad, so we're taking a knee to remind everyone of it. So I think booing it's gross. I think um, some of the scenes outside Wembley on on Sunday were gross. Um, And then subsequent racial abuse, not necessarily sure whether it's England fans or whatever. It doesn't really matter, though. It's gross. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's not about the fans and it's really not even about the football. For me, what, what was kind of key is that I think for the first time in a long while, possibly in my whole lifetime, if we're being honest, um, and I, I don't mean that as a slight on former England players who are obviously going to be listening to this podcast, um, but you know, there's kind of a social consciousness, and like, I'm not really that political. I I can't be really asked with it. I think like, I think we might be we might be too conscious of the why the world. Large, and I just wonder if we need to actually kind of, um, you know, sort our own backyards out before we kind of look further. is Is my general view. I think maybe we worry about the huge things without dealing with the small things first. Anyway, that's by the by. Marcus Rashford, for example, is clearly. A thoroughly and profoundly good person. Um, like what he's done for school kids um, is truly and undeniably a good thing. And frankly, he puts like politicians to shame. I, I fucking hate politicians. Excuse me for my language, but I think they're mostly all cunts. And that's a, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, that's a word. Um, you know, A career politician They're not in it for people They're in it for themselves That's my view I don't believe in such a thing as a career politician Um, I think you should only ever become a politician inadvertently Through wanting to do good things for people Um, Anyway I have more things to say about But I'm running out of time So I'm going to do a bibbidi-bobbidi And I'll be back very shortly To tell you more about The goodness of the English players And, you know, an, another uh, another player who kind of stepped up, um, not necessarily just by himself, but Jordan Henderson. You know, organising the Premier League captains, Harry Maguire being one of them, another England lad. Um, probably there's some others in there. Connor Cody, I think, is is part of that group. He's in the England squad as well. You know, these guys all came together, raised money for for the NHS over the over the pandemic, um, and you know, let, you know, let's not hide away from the fact that yes, they get paid a lot of money. They have short careers though, as well, and of the people who actually do play in the Premier League or play at the very top of the game and earn a serious, serious amount of money. You're talking of 1% of the 1%. You know, when you think about that lad who you know that played professional football, he didn't play for Arsenal. I mean, maybe he did, but I think you get my point. Like, it's very few lads who actually do get paid millions and millions and millions of pounds to be playing football and i I honestly think quite a lot of them if not all of them are broadly sound um and yeah the england lads are probably the very best of us if if i'm being completely honest um I, i think Outside of that, um, you just have kind of such a broad cross section of like different cities and, and, and regions and um, cultures, I guess. Um, like a Jack Grealish, there's something about having a proper brummy in the team which I really like. Um, you know, I like hearing him talk. It's fun. And he's also brilliant and he's just like the talisman of Aston Villa. And I think it's great. Um, and like Jordan Pickford, he plays for Everton. I really, you know, he's a comedy figure in my footballing, uh, my football supporting life, um, which, you know, Liverpool fans and Everton fans will know. Um, but he was brilliant and he's kind of, he's cool. He's like a, you know, he's from Sunderland. He's a Macam. And um, and he really looks like a Macam. And he behaves like a Macam. And it's class. And I really like it. Um, so is Jordan Henderson. You know, Northern lads. I think it's good to have some Northern lads in that team. Um, as much as it's also good to have, you know, like a Ben Chilwell looking like a male model in there um and and others and it just you know and you've got humble just humble sort of silly looking fellas like you know Harry Maguire, and when I say silly looking I just mean like I feel like he's he looks pretty harmless um even though he's obviously massive um and I don't know like they just all seem to come across as genuinely decent lads who have You know, their heart's in the right place. Um, Led by a guy who just seems to be a a decent man as well. You know, Gareth Southgate. I don't think he's a great manager, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, But, you know, he gets to look after these players for only a few weeks and then he takes them to, you know, a major tournament. So I'm not exactly sure how good he can be expected to be. But... By the same token, all he can do is try his best and just be a good person. And I think he is, generally. And what's so impressive about these lads is they're in their early twenties, some of them teenagers, Jude Bellingham as well, he's another brummy in there. And he's a he's a remarkable young man. I think he's only nine I think he's 18, 19 now. But he speaks incredibly well. Like with such a mature head on his shoulders, um, and I don't care about the football, but I think there are. I think they were the best group of lads in there in the tournament. They were the youngest squad in the tournament, and I think they were the best group of lads. And they didn't win in the end, but I think in a way they kind of they they had a good impact. And, and in their own kind of way, they won. They sort of won the hearts and minds. And, um, you know, even people like me, who are kind of like edgelord, kind of, you know, oh, I don't support England anymore. I'm a Liverpool fan, not an England fan. I, I wanted them to win um, in the end. Um, you know, I won't be losing any sleep tonight, but... You know they're good lads they're a good group of lads and i think they are they probably are the very best of us um so for that to be over is there is a i guess it's it's an interesting it's always quite quite strange when when something like that when a kind of festival is over um fortunately there's quite a bit of summer left i guess if it was towards the end of summer i'd feel a little um you know a little deflated but you know we've got more to look forward to i guess um but yeah i guess i mean they're not going to be listening but you know i i think they they were good they did well they did good and i think they're a good group of lads and you know there's a lot to be said For that Um I was going to talk about Love Island I I did some research I watched about an 8 minute video On YouTube Of like what they did last week And it was shit Um It was fucking vapid Shit Like gross None of them were even Particularly attractive Um of course if we are going on the binary scale, they are all at least, you know, ones, but still. Um yeah. Whatever. It was gross. Um I, I might talk about Love Island next week, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um They're not yeah, that's not important and I don't think they're the role models that we deserve to be honest be more like marcus rashford um you know stand up when it stand up when it counts um and you know back what you believe in i think they're good good values to have even though he plays for man united i can kind of set that aside um and yeah this was weird this was a football podcast um but, you know, whatever. It'll change. Um, I'll be talking the usual nonsense another time, certainly next week and the week after that and the weeks after that as well. well this part of the podcast will never stop. Um, and, yeah, I just want you to be kind to yourself, be kind to other people as well. Um, if you know anyone that might enjoy the podcast... Uh, please do share it. Um, likes and retweets are appreciated. Share the thing on Instagram or whatever. I mean, also maybe don't because it's kind of embarrassing. I appreciate that. I understand, but yeah, um, if you if you can share it, if you would like to share it, I would appreciate it. Um, and we can hopefully uh, build this cult and. Um, I want to not work, basically. I don't want to have to work anymore. And you can help me. And then if you help me, I uh, can't guarantee I'll help you, but you never know. Maybe I will. Maybe I can buy more Bitcoin, and then you can have some of my Bitcoin eventually, when they're worth a million pounds. Anyway, yeah, I obviously need to go to bed. It's 10 past midnight, and, I, and the, bins are, the bins are tomorrow, and I need to put the bloody bin out, so that's class. I can't wait to do that. Thanks once again. I appreciate you very much, and we will talk again soon.